It's the praise down. It's the praise down. We're doing it. That's true. We are doing it again, Alex. You're right about it, as usual. Uh, Thank you. uh, Speaking of your name being Alex, my name is Heath, and we do this podcast together, uh, typically with a guest, which brings me to our next subject. Right. Uh, I'm Alex Sanchez. Wait, did we? I already said that. Sorry. Uh, Our guest... Uh (laughs) Is uh, public access regular and uh, uh, artist Vince Spencer. Public access hey, regular and artist Vince Spencer. That uh, hello Vince, how are you? I I'm good. Thank you for having me on this podcast. Yeah, of course. Uh, Glad to yeah. do so. We we tried to do this once. Is that correct? Mm-hmm. There was mm-hmm. an attempt, I believe. But our, you know we got cut on the cutting edge technology. Uh, mm-hmm. it, it takes a while to it takes a while to learn that. It does. We looked at it for too long, and it burned mm-hmm. our retinas. Yep. When you rely on the cutting-edge technology, uh, get the horns. Yep. But this time, we will have no such hubris. We've got a couple of fail-safes in place to make sure that nothing bad happens during the podcast. That's true. We've, we have new fail-safe contingents and new, uh, con- new plans, mm-hmm. new contingency plans. I said contingency twice. New true. evac from okay, the bid. Did. So... We're going to do a bit of a, a, a classic form one. We've been kind of uh, doing them a little bit crazy recently. That's true. Yeah, we've we've done a couple of non-standard ones, and it's time to get back to those those the classic format that made us those famous. Those freaking stand those standards. Mm-hmm. Right. <clears throat> so we're going to talk the walk. Vince? Talk the walk. How is it? How's your walk? Well... I'd like to say it's very comfortable at this point. Um, I I grew up in the church. I grew up in a non-denominational church, which is an adventure in itself. Is there a deno- is there like a you denomination get- that your non-denominational church was closest to, or is that a mystery to everybody there? Honestly, I don't think I've been to enough different churches to really gauge the difference because when i was a kid i'd always go to like things like you know some friends would be baptist some friends would be methodist and growing up non-denominational you're not really taught about different sects like they just don't bring it up so like you just go to churches and you see like these names on it like first baptist church and you have no idea what it means Mm -hmm. yeah so you just walk in and it's church it's just church you know totally i agree with that how many different ones have you been to that makes sense Oh, I mean, there were like Church of Christ, and I think I've been to a Methodist, and a, my parents currently go to a Baptist church. I'm not, I'm not oh. sure what drew them to Your that. Your parents but. previously mm. were at the non-denominational church? Yes, they spent a lo- considerable amount of time <laughs> so there. But They my finally dad chose a major, felt the what it sounds like. Yeah, <laughs> non-denom is, you know, kind of like the starting point for a lot of people into actually finding a specific sect. Un- undeclared, yes. right. Right. Yeah, you're just uh, taking your electives there, your electives in your general. And uh, so, why'd your parents so switch that, to a Baptist after non? My dad is a a very spiritual person. He likes to get into the spirit a lot, you know, with the worship and uh-huh. praise. He's the kind of guy who will like stand up and like absorb Jesus ooh, energy straight from ooh, the stage. An oh yeah, yeah. He's an yes, amen sayer. Like, yeah, and He's you know, rebasing Jesus's energy right there in the pew. Yeah, catching them, uh, holy photons and whatnot. And uh, 
So he would, and it, he had a really good fellowship going on at that non-denominational church. But uh, he eventually just got a spiritual calling to find a new church. I don't know, maybe to spread his <laughs> energy to other people. Mm-hmm. If he's if he's been and freebasing all that it, energy, he's it's time. At some point, he's got to let it out. You know. Yeah. And he ended up settling on this specific Baptist church, which in and of itself, it, it claims to be in the Southern Baptist tradition umbrella. Like it's a organization, uh-huh. yeah, pretty much. But it, it, it it's pretty independent in and of itself. It feels a lot like a, a non-denom church if you would if you didn't know if it was Baptist, because there's a lot of you know you you you. I know you Heath have been in the Baptist church, so you know what lies behind the white panel curtains oh certainly mm-hmm. and my church i would say it flirted with acting non-denominational a lot of times but it definitely was sort of steeped in like a more traditional context uh but yeah, but like, you know i my they, my, like, it, my my church had like xboxes and oh yeah. basketball court and stuff you know they're definitely getting better at marketing to the cool crowd yep and a lot of times that's mostly what it is, is marketing your church. Because, I mean, I, that that was one thing that kind of ended up pushing me away from that thing is I, I felt more disconnected from the church than God. Oh. That makes sense. Okay, yeah. I was like, oh, you think you're more disconnected from the church than God? Did you ta- ask him? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what, what do I know? I'm not God. How do I know how close God is to his, his fans? Hey, that's true. That's a lot of fans will. I mean, a lot of a lot of celebs usually have the decency to get back to you on mm-hmm. something if you send them mm-hmm. like a letter. Uh, bad news for fans of God. Yeah, no the guy retweets. doesn't talk to anybody. No, They're not on Twitter. There's a there's a fake God Twitter. That's that's you know, and a sort of yeah, picking up the. You're letting a fake pick up the slack. Yeah, you're just letting a, a an imposter impersonate you on twitter how long do you think it would take the real god to get a blue check mark hmm six months six months six months six months he'll have to feud with the actual blue check god of god account the at the tweet of god that one he's got it he's got to roast a lot of people that's really more the question is how many atheists does he have to roast before we accept him as the true god Mm -hmm. twitter is he is he gonna roast them or is he gonna convert them? Uh oh. He would convert them via roast. Wow. Yeah. Praise that. Yep. Well, nice. Uh, now you. So how how long were you at the non-denominational church? Well, I went there from about a child. I was a as young child when I first started remembering going there. So it's been a long time. Like it, it, so early childhood up until I want to say maybe middle school. Mm-hmm. Like, like around 10, 11. And that's when they started going to that other church, which, you know, if, if there's one church to drive someone away from the church, it's the Baptist. Yeah, absolutely. That's, and, that's uh, true. I, you, don't, you don't get to dance in that one. Yeah, I mean, there's the thing is that this one was okay with dancing, but only in controlled environments. Now define that. Now that's like, that, you had to be like, okay, yeah, controlled environment. What's that? It's basically if they don't invite a specific dance contest, like for prizes, (laughs) like, you know, like you got the games going on at church and, you know, they got black socks, you got Mm -hmm. all those things going on. And then at some point 
there was one dance contest that I've ever been a part of. Okay. And I won by doing one single dance move. It was just consistent. It was powerful. The worm. And I won. I cannot do the worm now. Okay. You couldn't do the worm I, at that time you either. You can't do the worm? I am physically incapable of doing the worm, yes. Can you do the reverse worm, like the dolphin, where it's like with your feet? I don't know. I have I never think, you, I've never tried any variations of the worm other than the worm. Where are you right now? Are you, are you at a place where you can get on the floor and try? I'm not going to make you. This no. isn't going to be good podcast, but I will say it is why I bet you could do the worm if, if you wanted to. There is. I would have to go into the hallway away from the microphone. Yeah. Okay. Not worth it. Well, well, I'll just edit like a, a, sil- a, si- a piece of silence to make it seem like you got up if you want to act like winded and, and just say you did it. Just like record yourself picking up a small mattress and slumping it down multiple times. Yeah, that's good Foley work. I agree. Yeah. Yeah, that's pretty good. What was the move that you did do to win the co- dance it, contest? It was a combination of a simple arm windmill and a sort of an Elvis-y gyrate, hip gyration. The kind that would have gotten me kicked out of church maybe like 50 years ago, but nowadays is pretty standardized dance moves. Okay, yeah. yeah. It you're describing to me sort of a wacky uh, flailing car dealership tube man style dance yeah yes yes it was very reminiscent of the noodle man it was very okay very reminiscent of the the thing of of slender man's friend (laughs) he's a little more fun (laughs) noodle man yeah anyway it I, i believe the reason i won the contest is that i intimidated every single other person i was the first person to get on the dance floor so i intimidated every single other genuinely oh, baptist it was a confidence children. game incredible like i just i just straight faced it too i didn't even smile i just like hardcore went into it oh my and god everyone else kind of like did an awkward like uh, w- arm wavy thing they did a little mm-hmm. one did a like a awkward robot it was Ugh. very mm. easy fish shame uh I want to talk a little bit more about where where in the Bible does it say that you can dance as long as it's in the context of like uh, a contest of skill. <laughs> uh-huh. Like there has to be a I don't know. I don't because I think it's like if, if you're dancing ritual. If you're uh, this is so Baptist. If you honestly think about it, if you're not doing it to win, then yeah, that's true. It must then it's sinful. then it must be horny. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, who who would even consider just dancing for fun? Right, dancing should be for procreation or domination, or to only. win a, or yeah, to win a contest <laughs> for a for a free Bluetooth earpiece, or mm-hmm. which is something that you I can want. Only in a dance, dance competition. if it's the reason an animal would dance. <clears throat> if it's if it. <laughs> wait, wait, animals animals dance for for sort of horned up reasons too. Dance. That's true. Yeah, that. Well, like Alex said, I heard him say for procreation. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, as long as it's in sort of a duel, <clears throat> like a flatworm. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you're familiar with the flatworm reproduction, but both, is that where you do the worm without male, moving? You just both male and female have penises that are barbed at the end. Ouchie! And they sword fight each mm-hmm. other with their penises until one gets stabbed and whoever gets stabbed gets pregnant. Oh. Yep. Well, I would say that the Bible hadn't considered the anatomy of flatworms and their sort of penis sword fight ritual. Battle dicks. If- that is messed that, up. That, 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 that ought to alter a few belief systems, if you ask me. Yeah. To be honest, that's how I was hoping the uh, the genital manipulation in Cyberpunk 2077 was going to oh, be. Oh, current 
thing corner. <laughs> welcome, mm-hmm. to the, welcome to the current thing corner. We're talking about Cyberpunk 2077. I don't have it. I don't play games a lot, but uh, you guys are talking about it. So what do you think? Yeah, I haven't gotten it. I'm not even going to get it until I know it's good. Yeah, uh, I I have gotten it and will be playing it immediately after we finish recording the podcast. Well, hopefully you'll keep us updated in the chat. I will. I, I kind of. Hey, yeah. Say hi to Keanu Reeves for me. Yeah, I will. I, I kind I I don't think it's going to be great but i do think it's gonna be big and stupid and you know i'm here for that i just have a really big phobia of buying games with so much hype because i bought no man's sky as soon as it came yeah out. so did i burned. and it's yeah and it I, got I was good, so like, ready for that year. game i like it now yeah. i like the game now because it's been fixed so much but i need i should have waited until now to get it yeah mm-hmm. the hindsight is you know 2020 it's true god that's what we're all learning this year. Mm-hmm. The year that hindsight is. Mm-hmm. Are we still? I don't really have many cyberpunk opinions other than the the genital manipulation setting. Sure. Yeah, that's pretty good. Uh, there's a. I'm, I'm seeing that. I've already seen a couple of reactions. Uh, there's a a glitch where your guy your uh, your dick will clip outside your pants. Oh, <laughs> the Lenny Kravitz glitch, of course. And flop around, yeah. They just didn't prepare for so many people to choose big dicks, I guess. Yeah, it's messed up. They were How like, yeah, they, 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 won't all do, they won't all do that. They won't all do that. So, gamers, will, gamers will pick what they really have. It, it, yeah. yeah. Gamers will, will, will choose sizes all along that slider. I'm, sh- I'm certain. Mm-hmm. And, and this will not break the game. Right. Uh, and it'll be normal. It'll be the most important thing about Cyberpunk 2077, 20XT6, is that it'll be normal. Yeah. Oh my god, calling it Cyberpunk 20XT6 is really funny. Thanks. That's, yeah. that's my cultural contribution to this. Yeah. Uh, all right, we're back out of the current stuff corner. Uh, Vince, which church did you prefer? I think I know the answer. Honestly, the... the- the thing is, is that I still kind of was going to Wednesday church for a long time at that non-denominational church, mm-hmm. and it was during a time that I was kind of slipping up at school, so my mom started mm-hmm. using that as kind of a thing to take away from me so I'd be better. Wait, yeah. she, she took church away from you? to? She took Wednesday church away from me, specifically. Oh. That sucks. Which was the only church I actually enjoyed at that time, oh. and I didn't really like yeah, that's... Sunday church. Yeah, that's, that's social hour. Yeah. She's taking social hour away from you. I get that. You know, the community there was a lot more accepting and open-minded, and it, it was just kind of hard dealing with not only the older crowd at the Baptist church, but also the one that was also my age, because, mm. I don't know, Oklahoma teenagers... I, I was put in a gifted class, I believe, because the bar had been set so low in my area. Mm-hmm. Oh, you don't you don't think you're gifted or have class? I don't... I, the, the min, I don't think I have no none of either of those things it's just that i don't have near as much as maybe uh the other kids in that class really like all of them i was yeah. the bottom mm-hmm. that's so funny um they say that i'm pretty gifted and my gift dick in a box yep it's in a box <laughs> but yep. uh you know <laughs> so Vince- I, I grew out of the church i ended up you know having my angsty atheist phase it, it was what age to what age always. 
What age? What age? Honestly, what? I think it was around fourteen. I don't. I don't think I was in it too yeah. early because at the same time, like <laughs> it, it was a slow burner. It wasn't exactly like one minute. It was like a Hitchcock. I'm movie. entirely. Yeah, because yeah, for a long time I had non-Christian friends, and I adapted a lot of you know personal beliefs that were kind of Christianity adjacent. So for me, the idea of not being a hundred percent Christian wasn't always completely out of the question. Right. So just a transitioning to not Christian at all was really my atheist phase. I don't really think I was truly atheist. I think I just didn't want to be in that church, and I didn't think people would understand if I just said something other than atheist, you know? Oh, yeah, sure. That's just the language you had at the mm-hmm. Sure. Uh, pretty atheist phase. I don't know. <laughs> Mine feels late. Yep. Weren't you, like, 17? What was oh, it? Oh, like, 22. Oh, wow. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Ooh, wow. Heesh. That's what I Oof. said. <laughs> and, I mean, you've, you've cooled down since, of course. Hey, you know, I've, mm-hmm. uh, th- th- thank, and, you know, thank whoever's out uh, up there for that. You know what I mean, folks? Yep. <laughs> oh, right. <laughs> uh, and so, um, and so, so, and so have you, for sure. You know? Uh, so. So, anyway, I, I've explored a bit since then. I attended a buddhist temple for a minute and that's cool. until i realized that it was not very buddhist at all mm. like because oh, i mean i had been exploring buddhism up until that point you know i'd read a, as much as i could about it and then when i started going there i realized just how much different it was i think the ministry itself like it was a mission type of situation where people from japan were coming to bring their version of of buddhism okay. to oklahomans and it they didn't they, it's called yeah, soka gakai uh-huh. the, the sect itself is called soka gakai and it's it, it involves a lot of like actual prayer like yeah. praying to their president and praying to the specific founders of the sect. oh oh okay i see yeah Y'all sort of like I mean, American were... Christianity, but it's Buddhism. Yeah, they really they really went heavy on making it appealing to white people. Yeah. Uh, seems to have a few of the things in life. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I, that, that was probably like one of the best features, like the, the, their strongest feature when bringing it to the outside world. Because a lot of, I guess, people have that as their exposure to Buddhism. But right. even in Japan, it was supposedly a kind of a cult-ish it type of Buddhism. It seems culty, yeah. So... Soka Gakai, I haven't read too much into it because I couldn't find a lot of information other than from Wikipedia and things like that because they don't really write down a lot about themselves. They just, most most of their literature is about Buddhism itself, which, you know, Buddhism is kind of one of those religions that can be part of any other religion. And that's why it was so successful in countries like China and Japan because it just kind of mixed itself together with the local customs and beliefs. Sure. And so instead of Christianity, which puts itself above everything else, there is no God but the one true God kind of deal. Buddhism really doesn't push for any specific dogma or beliefs, which I enjoy about it. And I mean, there wasn't a whole lot of belief or afterlife stuff mentioned in Soka Gakkai, but, you know, a lot of the customs that they created by themselves and you know, one thing that I noticed a lot was that they ex- displayed a lot of cult behavior just outside of the religious set, like, things, because they had a gift shop, right? Yeah, that you exited the gift through? Shop. There, it was right next to the, the exit, yes. Oh, it, fascinating. 
and in that gift shop they had things like you know buddhist prayer beads which a lot of people use to meditate with yeah sure like they and uh the uh they, there were a lot of older couples in there. Some of them were like interracial couples, one Asian, one non-Asian. Mm-hmm. And there was one that um, introduced me to this group. Like that that was how mostly I got introduced was from a friend. And the, that these are the people that he was neighbors with. And that's how he got introduced. So these two people would, uh, you know, show me into the gift shop and they'd show me the prayer beads. And each item has a ridiculous price on it, you know, as gift shops do. Sure. And what they would do is they'd show it to you, say, can you buy this? And, you know, like they say, this is part of the ritual. This is what we use. And they'd make you feel like you needed it. And then when you they realized you couldn't pay for it, they'd buy it for you. Uh... And this happened with multiple different things with for me. It sort of like creates this feeling of not only acceptance and comfort, but also like necessity to be around them. Like I, I need them to get me these things. I need to be here so I, they can give me these things. Yeah. Or that you owe them. Something. Right. You know, like I feel guilty if I don't hang out with them or come to their church if because they've bought me so many things. Mm-hmm. Right. Yep. Uh-huh. I'm so their sugar like congrate, if you will. Or... That makes sense. They're my sugar pastor. Uh-huh. 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 Your sugar patty? Yes. Now we're getting there. Is sugar that? <laughs> I think. that That's the ballpark I was heading for. Uh-huh. Sugar patty. Is that P-A-D-D-Y in everybody's heads? Yeah, but that's. <laughs> I don't know how I feel about that one. <laughs> yeah, that's a good <laughs> point. So what did you do to, how, was it difficult to separate yourself from, from that group after you found out what was going on or? Initially, yes. But after a while, I had discovered some things about specific members, specific younger members of the congregation who were West. They were American. They weren't part of the mission. They were people who grew up in it and they themselves were just normal people but they also did a lot of things that drove the person who introduced me my friend he they drove him sort of down a bad road mm-hmm. uh, introduced him to uh ways to take his medications wrong oh my uh, god yeah like, i know who you're talking instead about instead of yeah alex knows who i'm talking about um he instead of taking his pills like a normal person he would crush them up and snort them because he saw some of those people do it okay oh. see that seems bad yeah, the doctor. I don't. The doctor tells me. Yeah. It, it, yeah, they specifically write like, don't put it in your drinks, don't give it to your dog. All the stuff this guy was doing. Don't wrap it into a tortilla, cover it in cheese, and Definitely just slide it do down that. your hungry man gullet. Yeah, yeah. Don't do not don't make, slide it down your hungry man gullet for sure. Don't make blueberry muffins. Right. And and hide one inside and eat eat them. Right. Even though it would probably work, why'd you, I don't know why you did it. Why'd you do it? Right. Definitely saying. don't bake blueberry muffins. Cut your pill into multiple pieces and put them into all but one muffin. And then play Russian roulette with the muffins. God. Certainly not. Definitely and, don't do that. And, and you know, uh, definitely don't, uh, I don't know, uh, make an ice sculpture and put all of the the pills inside of it because then you can't get to them yeah it'll melt it'll dissolve the pills you you think it'll melt such that you access one a day or or whatever but it 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 never works out like that yeah yeah it's an uneven heat distribution don't definitely don't make like an ice swamp right and try that because that'll that's just dead wrong dead wrong do not do it uh 
but so Vince, was there like a confrontation of some sort or did you just sort of ghost them? The, well, there was no confrontation. Uh, I really ghosted them really. Mm-hmm. I, I feel kind of bad about it, but at the same time oh, I was, I was getting kind of scared too. Like I, I was kind of too scared to go back and tell them the truth. Hey man. Yeah. And, and you don't have to feel bad about anything. Yeah. Right. I mean, they weren't like necessarily scary people. I just don't like disappointing people is is the thing. Yeah. Sure. Sure. I've done comedy. <laughs> yeah, I get it. But uh, I, I do enjoy the time that I spent there because it did kind of help me, you know, explore Buddhism more because I was able to get those resources from earlier that I didn't have earlier, you know? Right. Definitely. As fucked up yeah, as it also- all is, they've got the books. One thing that I did the, enjoy the most was the abundance of Japanese grandmas, because man, can they cook. Yeah, that sounds pretty good. That sounds pretty good. Like Japanese food you've never even heard of or seen. Yeah, that makes like, sense to me. The stuff you see in Japanese commercial type deals, yeah, these grandmas can make the grandfathers of those food. Yeah. you don't, I mean, think about like how food evolves as well as other things. You know, like beef stew oh, is probably like- I don't believe in like, evolution. Beef stew was probably so much different a hundred years ago. I don't want to know what it was like. I would. I, I like my beef stew now. Yeah. The, yeah. the modern. It's the probably modern called, take. Yeah. But it was it, it, probably in English. It was probably in English food, so it was probably called uh, uh, the, the Duke's Gambit or something. Hot toss. Or the Duke's of Hazard or something. Yeah. Earl's steak. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, but I really well, don't. Sorry. No. What What do you got? On, I, I was just about to say that that was really the extent of my spiritual journey. I feel pretty comfortable now where I am about just kind of accepting the universe for what it is, the unavoidable mystery of it. Yeah. I enjoy that. I enjoy the mystery of not knowing the truth. And I enjoy it because it gives me the opportunity to explore the truth itself, you know? I like feeling you like wanna, a... Like, you don't want to, like, know everything? Yeah, I feel like... The, that, that doesn't like make, make you uncomfortable. Not like- I feel like being a Greek philosopher in that sense, like just being able to question divinity because of your comfortableness with not knowing it. Yeah. Yeah. Just accepting that I am here. I am on this planet. This planet is real. And I'm talking to my boys right now feels <laughs> good to me, whether or not there is some higher purpose to it. Yeah. Yeah. Is there something spooky like that you're trying to build up to? Because I don't want any cosmic horror on this yeah, podcast, I don't know. please. No, no. I was just like, you don't want to know everything? Like, no. And I was like, what? Mm-hmm. Knowing everything would be pretty sick. <laughs> like, Yeah, I would love it. What? what I would not, you know, like, want, be, I would not be, love be that. Up tomorrow, you know? You don't think that'd be cool? Honestly, I feel like I would end up finding out too much. Yeah, that's probably yeah. true. If you drink too much of the own stuff juice, it does kind of... I remember Alex a... once mentioning, like, the... I've never seen All Dogs Go to Heaven, either one. So, I... Mm-hmm. When you mentioned oh, yes. that there was a dog who got bored of heaven... Look, this was long after my my real existential crisis, but, fu- like, hearing that, like, the idea of getting bored of heaven scared me as an adult. Yeah, dude, it's scary. Yeah. It's, it's eternity, man. It's a scary time. That's, like... Another thing is that I, I also have a fear of uh, eternal consciousness. I don't like the idea of having to be me yeah, for all eternity. Yeah, it seems like a lot of work. Yeah. Because, yeah. like, even I, if I'm I choose in heaven to be someone else, that still feels like reincarnation to me. Hey, you know yeah. I mean? yeah. 
yeah. Uh, yeah, Vince, that's a good point. If you if you go to heaven, and what if you get like a character creation screen, like in Cyberpunk twenty XD six? Yeah, that would be good. You can choose your stuff. Yeah, what kind of stuff do you choose? Give myself choose claws. Like, oh, nice. Yeah, I'd probably choose antlers. Mm-hmm. That's a good one. That's kind of how I interpreted the end of cats. Is like all cats get reincarnated. One of them gets to choose how they're reincarnated. Mm-hmm. That's but good. I, yeah. I don't know. That might like have just been the movie. Lot, yeah. Because the, yeah, the, the, the play didn't really that, talk that may, about that, it. Yeah, that may have been what specifically the movie was saying. Yeah. I don't know. It could it could be. be. We'll see. We'll compare it to we'll compare it to the 1998 one when we watch it. Uh, yeah, we'll eventually stream it. My birthday yeah. is on Monday. I'll be mm-hmm. streaming that on Monday at 6 o'clock. In the Praise Down Discord, listeners, join it if you haven't yet. Yeah, we can, yeah. Yeah, let's do that. Let's do that right in the middle here. Uh, if you want to join the Discord where we're recording this podcast, where we're watching Cats, parentheses, 1998 at 6 on Monday night mm-hmm. at the time of this recording, where... I will say, we're all... probably this episode will come out after that, but it's fine. It's inevitable. But, you know, there will be another movie. Yeah. Uh, there will be other birthdays. Um, you know, there's a soundboard where you can, like, play play things like... Uh, uh, I had a. I tried to do one and it didn't work. That's fine. But that's fine. How about that one? You can do that t- type of thing in here. That's all happening on uh, the Praise Down Discord. So how you get there is you go to Twitter.com, which I know I'm just like Disc Twitter. What about what? What happened to Discord? Uh-huh. Well, relax. I know. Go to Twitter.com/slash the Praise Down. You see that tweet at the top? Go ahead and give it a like. And go and click on that URL, and you'll be taken to uh, a Discord-type website where you'll be prompted to sign up and things. Mm-hmm. Anyway, just do all that, and you'll go to the Praise Down Discord where t- tens of your friends live yep. during uh, during this pandemic, as far as you're concerned. That's at least how it is for me. So uh, come on come on over and uh, enjoy that, and uh, uh, Praise Down Discord. Yep. You boys ready for Toon Talk? Let's sure. wait. Lo, I, I want to hear about Vince's pet pig opinions. Ooh. We never got to that. Okay. All right. Yeah, okay. So, as Alex had been talking about in the previous episode, uh, pigs are very intelligent animals. Yes, I'll give you that. They are very trainable. They're, and that's clear. Yes. An- smart animals can learn lots of tricks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But yep. at the. S- no, no downsides, you know. Yeah. Zero. Except for the fact that yep. the more intelligent an animal is the more independent and inevitably becomes yeah that makes sense like that's one issue that even with smart dog breeds like border collies and uh, german shepherds and huskies they're very trainable in the sense that they can learn all the tricks that just doesn't mean that they want to do it all the time right and that makes sense pigs, they have to be really motivated that's relatable pigs are very similar to dogs in multiple aspects including that but also in the sense that they like to bite Pigs have the potential to do a lot of damage for no fucking reason. Yeah, they just eat bones, right? That's one of the things. Pigs can just eat bones. And honestly, they have so many more teeth that they can hurt you with than a dog does. That's very scary. And I I consider owning a pet pig like owning a pet chimpanzee. Whoa! Wow, you're you're coming out very anti- I really love that. 
Okay, yeah. yes, I had a friend. I had a friend who had two pet pigs at their house. One was named Hank, and one was named Cookie. And when I walked into the house, the first thing that I was told when I walked near Cookie was, "Don't touch Cookie." Okay. Just don't touch Uh-oh. Cookie. You can pet Hank. Why he not? Lo- he loves scratches, but if you touch Cookie, she'll bite you. Oh my God. For no- like, she'll just waddle up to you. She'll turn around very slowly, and then just go for your leg. <laughs> oh my God. Whoa. It was scary. I and th- and that hurts. Oh my god! Pigs have tusks, man. Like just if you googled oh. a pig skeleton, a pig skull, you wouldn't be able to identify it as a pig. It would look like googling a pig skull. I'm also googling pig skull. Listeners, we. Oh my god! Yeah. Okay. Fine. Fine, Vince. Fine. Yeah, this makes sense. I guess that's. I guess that does make up a uh, the head of a pig. Yeah. In, in, a, in a manner tusks. of speaking. Yeah. Okay. All of it's covered in pink snout, of course, normally. And that's how yeah, it's it's normally covered in like cute face. That's how they trick you. But when you get down to the, but when you look at the skull, you know, skulls have this sort of effect mm-hmm. on people. It made me go, oh, right, woo, oh, what's oh, what's Spooky. that? Spooky, ah. But yeah, pigs are like. Where's the rest of the face? Is kind of what I'm saying. Pigs ha- are like chimpanzees in the sense that they can understand hatred, and they have the physical <laughs> capability of taking that out on you the hatred understanders pigs just devil's mischief they were also like the freaking bad guys in animal farm yeah i mean there was a reason that orson welles made the pigs the bad guys in animal farm orson welles famous famous yes i heard it i i recognize it (laughs) orson welles famous author of 1984 animal farm and citizen Mm -hmm. kane that guy got really busy never wrong Uh, once in his life (laughs) not a time not a single time about mm-hmm. anything. And the pigs were bad guys in his book, Ant- right. Animal Farm. Because they were too much like people. So he must have known, he must have tried to pet one one time mm-hmm. that gave him a big chomp out of his leg. Probably Orson sued Wells. him. That's pro- Probably sued Orson Welles. Yeah. yeah. Also, you meant Alex mentioned a, a pig that could learn to play video games. You're right. A pig could learn to play video games. But you know what it would do? If you, if you tried to play Super Smash Bros., here you can join with your fellow piggies and goon your brains out. What is this? <laughs> what? I I hit question mark play oink, oh, and I just got like no. and I just got like a a totally stupid <laughs> fucked one and not That's a, so and not funny. a pig oink. <laughs> yeah, listener, I'm not gonna cut around this because it's my it's it's the egg on my face, but uh, I don't know. I was the reason that. You heard some sort of like 2006 Newgrounds sort, ass shit some just sort of now. Porno Sorry stuff, about that. Yeah. Some sort of like yeah, sort of like albino black sheep, sort of like mm-hmm. pornos type stuff just now. I didn't mean to, and I'm sorry. And I'm just trying to find a pig oink on here. And uh, you know, I thought oink would play an oink. Sorry. <laughs> I'm sarcastically sorry, and I'm really sorry. I see. So Vince, what were you talking about before I so rudely? You were talking about pigs, I think. Yes, if, if, if you taught a pig to play Super Smash Bros, I believe that that pig would pick Pikachu and then smash the thunder attack over and over yeah. and over again. Yeah, that makes sense to me. Well, they don't have fingers, Vince. They would smash it with his snout. He would smash it with his snout. Yeah, that makes sense to me. Yeah, I'm saying that, yeah, yeah, it's the only strat they can like if a kid, do. If a pig could play Call of Duty, it would camp. Yeah, that makes sense. They're all about efficiency. They, they don't. They don't, they don't care, care about, about honor. fairness yeah, or rules or doing the right thing. They're unfettered by social norms, yeah. even online. 
All they care about is I, that I, sweet bacon. That makes sense. Now you, now did you come on here to to make us not want pigs as pets if they're like playing Call wait, of Duty and shit? That yeah, sounds cool. T- wait, yeah, I'm actually back on the side of I want a pet that cheats at video games. This pig will cheat at video games and it'll cheat on you. Uh, what do you mean? What does that mean? You don't want to find out. <laughs> but basically, if you if you had I a pig in your life and you thought this pig was yours and yours alone, this pig's gonna. This pig's gonna have many, many owners. Oh and no! He's gonna sneak out of your house. He's gonna dig little hole, like a big old hole that he'll cover with blankets. Blankets? Through your yeah. Are you sh- are you sure that sounds I a, exhausting? I that, have done extensive. That, that pig's life would be like a that's. I have done so much yo, you pig have. research before this podcast. You yes. don't even want to know. Oh, I mean, I wouldn't. All I'm, all I know is that I wouldn't want to live life that way. Yeah. Like, my life is like the one episode of Seinfeld where Jerry's, like, on three dates or Right, whatever. he's got to change hats or whatever. Mm-hmm. You've got to, like, tell your... you got to tell owner number two that you're like, oh, i got to go to the bathroom. Mm-hmm. And then you run over to owner number one's house, and, and they were like, oh, how was, uh, you know, how was the bathroom? And you're wearing, like, a tuxedo, and the pig's wearing a right. tuxedo. It's like, oh, fine, and, you know, stuff like that. Yeah. That sounds like it's stressful for a pig. If a pig was smart, it wouldn't do that to me. I agree. Now, Vince, you also had um, a suggestion for the style of dog that I would enjoy. Yes, you described a dog that both enjoyed Ultimate Frisbee and laying on the bed and reading. Now, I don't promise that I can offer you a dog that can read, okay? Thank you for this disclaimer, but yeah. I believe that a Whippet would be your preferred breed. Well, I, I, my thing is, I also don't like Ultimate Frisbee. I only like sitting down. I don't like, I don't want a dog that would want me to run around with it. That's the thing is the dog will just let you sit down while you throw the Frisbee and then the dog will go get it. Oh, because it's so small. Alex, that's true. You can like sit in a lawn chair, like a total lazy guy. Oh, that's good. That's good. You could be like the freaking dude from the, from the big Banowski. Yeah. Throwing the Frisbee around everywhere. Yeah. The the big Whiphouski. Yes. Alex sounded like a pretty money idea. I see you get one pig uh-huh. and one whip it. Wow. I'm going to really have to have... Make them compete <laughs> in reality show style competitions. For animals, of course. Puppy bull type this stuff. Sounds, uh, like, uh, this sounds like I'm going to have to have a conversation with Jill, maybe. Oh, yeah, sure, maybe. If if you don't think she'd mm-hmm. like that or whatever. So If someone brought home a pig and a whip it, I'd be like, what? Is it my freaking birthday? But that's just me. Like... Just l- bring the pig in with the whippet riding on top. Teach the whippet to ride on top of the pig. Yep. Mm-hmm. That would be so key. It would, it would yeah, also it would save space oh in your apartment as well if the whippet was on top of the pig. Like stacked pets. Ooh. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. I like a stacked pet. Yeah, that makes pet. sense. Taller than usual. <laughs> the pig hangs out by the window so the dog can stare outside. Okay. Yeah, I think if I got a that's pig... Symbi- that's... Symbiosis. I would need to get another animal for it to be friends with. Or any, if, like, if I were to get any animal that requires attention, I would need to get a second to so that it's not always coming to me for whatever it is that I like to Like what? Getting on the computer, primarily. Sure. Vince, final thoughts on Alex's, uh, the shortcomings of Alex's ideas last episode. For, uh, for pigs? Mm-hmm. Uh, or dogs. Or, or... Look, I, I love dogs, but... I am. I don't consider myself a dog person. Like yeah. I fully understand that dogs are not for everybody, and I don't get on to people for not knowing them because I don't really like other dog people either. Yeah, 
I, I don't like going to the dog park. I don't like... I, my dog likes going to the dog park, but she also likes to get into fights with other people's dogs as well. So. See, yeah. That's why she yeah. likes the dog park. And a lot of other owners don't do very well with training their dogs not to be aggressive, so it, it really gets heated at the dog park sometimes. And people will ask me, like, oh, what breed is she? I don't know. I found her wandering the streets. Oh. So it was just kind of like this dog found me almost. And I yeah. kind of like that. Aww. That's nice. Yeah, it's kind of hard to turn down a dog that chooses you, you know? Yeah, you gotta you gotta reward that. Yeah, you do have to reward that behavior. But, uh, yeah. Uh, if you're gonna get a pig, I would suggest also getting, like, a shield or some sort of weapon to defend yourself. That seems bad. That's true. You should level up your attack and your I'll defense. just do it, uh, like, the guy from the back, from the flashbacks and holes, and I'll carry the pig up a mountain every day so that as it gets fatter, I also get stronger and I can defend myself again. That makes sense. That's truly the only way to do it, yeah. honestly. Uh, if, so if you don't live near a mountain, which I know you no, don't, I, you, Alex, I, by the I way. Don't. You don't. Right. Which means you just got to find a real big hill and do it like three times, maybe ten times. I think that's like yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You could do yeah, this. Yeah, seems easy. You could do this. We didn't mean to you. Didn't, didn't mean to out you for not living near a mountain. Thank you for not doxing me. Yeah, no worries. Oh, boys, can talk. talk. Yes, sir. All right, buckle down. We're gonna get into some tune talk right now. Vince, we're uh, looking at some music today, is that correct? Yes, sir. I, I've brought the artist uh, Tim Hawkins. He is sort of the Weird Al Yankovic of Christian media. Uh, normal Al oh, Yankovic. Yeah, the, but honestly, there's there's a thing that I have an opinion about uh, parody artists that I don't really feel is a hot take. I feel it's a pretty common sense take. If you're going to write parodies of other songs, you should make it more lyrically clever than the original song. Absolutely. That's Weird Al's big strength. I think, yeah, make it worth it. And a lot of times I feel that Tim Hawkins does not do that. He doesn't deliver on that. That's a shame. Like, there are a few that I think are Uh, pretty clever, (laughs) but at the same time that the lyrics kind of just feel like he's sort of just filling in the gaps with words that he knows. Yeah. Oh, he took all the words he doesn't know. He's like, oh, I don't know that yeah. one. Like there are some songs that, <laughs> that, I, one that don't I even feel like they're a parody. <laughs> like it just feels like he took the song originally and then just changed the lyrics. Oh, weird. It's like there's no thesis oh. to it. <laughs> kind of. Yeah. You know, interesting. It, it just and I mean, and uh, there are a few good ones and there are a few bad examples. You know, it, it just he he's a really wishy washy artist in that regard that he doesn't always stay consistent with his quality that makes sense to me and you can tell like not all of his music is parody i'll admit that like he does a few songs that feel sort of just like regular sunday school music okay some of them being christ like uh, biblical lessons some of them just being fun songs that kids would sing together yeah Vince, give me a song to. Right. Uh, do we want to? Do we want to look at uh, parodies first or his other things? Let's look at a parody. Let's get in. Let's let's get in with a parody. Right. Yeah, I agree. Uh, I one parody that I think is fun, not super bad, is Cletus Take the Real, which okay. is a parody of the song Jesus Take the Wheel. All right, here we go. <laughs> uh, we got Cletus Take the Real by 
Tim Hawkins. Team yeah. strings were yet. Yeah. Very stringy. I was fishing last Friday on a lake in Mississippi in the humid summer heat. On a boat with my best friend Cletus who was sleeping in the back seat. Well, the bites were slow and we were running yeah. low on chips and Gatorade. Mm -hmm. It'd been a long, hard day. Felt a tug on the line and I didn't pay attention to spinning. Yeah, mm -hmm. just guy stuff. I like that he's not trying to do too much of like a country country voice, you know what I mean? Yeah. He's still just sort sure. of basically singing like Jonathan Colton. Hmm, maybe he's Christian Jonathan Colton. Is that whoa. <laughs> Who does But is there a There it is. Yeah, that's pretty good. There's something really funny to me about taking a secular, for all, for basically yeah. a country song, and parodying it, being a Christian parody, and artist, making it less Christian, and having no Christian. <laughs> that is very yeah. good. I didn't even think about that. Yeah, yeah. This guy's yeah. the goddamn Joker of Christianity. We found this is him. unhinged shit that this guy's doing right here. Yeah, yeah, that. I I also appreciate that it's a parody song about like a less dire situation. Yeah. I think that's pretty funny when it's just about a guy that needs help fishing or whatever who hasn't been there. I want to confess to something that I think maybe uh, I thought was the case for Heath as well, and I'm just now realizing it probably isn't. Uh, I've never heard Jesus Take the Wheel. This like the song, never heard it. Okay, I've okay. also not. I've, I I kind of have a vague idea okay. of how it goes, but yeah. Okay, because I don't but, know yeah, like what the like the heard. plot of the song is. Is it like a story song like that? It yeah, it's sort of just like woman is not good at driving, asks Jesus sure, to classic nineties comedy make her not crash. Okay, is that literally? Yeah, that she's like driving in the snow. <laughs> she's got her daughter in the back seat. She just doesn't want to die. And so she's asking Jesus. She's literal. Okay. I'm okay. So the song is about a literal person in yes. a car. <laughs> it's about a yeah. person driving a car. It's not, it's not about Jesus taking per, a proverbial wheel or a metaphorical no, wheel. No, she is it's actually asking God to drive her car for her. To, yeah. To drive her automobile. Vince, are you, Vince, are you crapping I'm with not. me? You gotta be crapping my ass with this. I'm gonna, I, I'm gonna look. If you're crapping Obviously, me, there's so got to be some metaphorics, metaphor behind it, you know. But it, the, the lyrics themselves are about a woman behind okay. the car. <laughs> the first lyric is, "She was driving last Friday on her way to Cincinnati on a Snow White Christmas Eve." I was just like, uh, I was stopped yeah. immediately. First lyric <laughs> in the not song: "Driving a car." <laughs> it's about. It's a song. Hey, you hey, you guys know Jesus take the wheels just about driving a car and having trouble driving around in a car. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you That's serious? Fucking... It's uh, uh when K Carrie, when you were writing Jesus Take the Wheel, what were you thinking about? Oh, just having trouble driving in a car. 
Well, you see, the thing is, I'm not good at driving. <laughs> right. And I had to go to... Not when the snow's on the ground. And anyway. I thought, what if somebody was driving and they also weren't driving and there were some weather conditions and the, they, mm-hmm. they got scared and they asked Jesus to do the driving for them. Jesus! And then I started wondering if, like, can, can Jesus drive? Cars weren't cars around. Weren't I was just about to bring this up. Then. But... But does he know every? But does Jesus know everything? So he would know how to drive car. Probably, good, actually. Right? Shit. Or is she asking Jesus to take the wheel just because he was? I mean, like, she available, didn't say Jesus you know. take the wheel and the pedal. That's true. That's true. She's mm-hmm. still on pedal duty. So yeah, basically, it's. I think, I think steering you know is pretty I think, intuitive. I think Jesus was in the passenger seat, and she needed to reach something on the floor. And she's like, "Hey Jesus, could you take the wheel for a second? Yeah. Uh. <laughs> yeah, her crunch, her crunch wrap fell down there. And I'm of course saying, if God is my co, if God is your co-pilot, switch seats. Uh, everybody knows that. Let Jesus put Jesus mm-hmm. in the driver's seat of your car so that you can take the wheel if he needs to grab his crunch wrap. <laughs> <laughs> Beefy Fritos burrito, yeah. Uh, y- yeah, you you boys. Uh, give us an, give me another, give me another Tim Hawkins. Oh, here's another uh, parody and another point that I'd like to bring up is that he is significantly meaner than weird al yankovic okay his lyrics sometimes Mm. so uh here's one a parody of avril levine's uh complicated it's called irritating okay irritating the lyric is irritating i'm pretty sure because that's what the song says this sucks okay lyrics oh my god it's irritating by tim hawkins goes like this okay hey Walkie yeah, talkie some voice. real choices. This is way twangier than mm-hmm. than Avril yeah. Lavigne, by the way. Okay, 2000s song. He's doing Blink-182 voice. Liverpool. Oh, he's doing Tom Yeah, Long. just on his O's. Oh. Oh, he, like, oh. is mad at Avril Lavigne. Oh, God. That sucks, dude. So, That's some like. Hmm. This is like this. Okay, so first of all, I do want to point out that this is the second time a Christian artist has gone out of their way to call out yeah. a secular artist. What was the first time? The first one being K. The first one being KJ Five Two on To Whom mm-hmm. It May Concern, uh, where he right. called out Eminem. Yep, go listen to that uh, episode. I, I, I have to look through your episodes uh, again because I watched a lot, but I don't remember a lot of it. You didn't. You didn't listen to all the episodes <laughs> where he came up. I did. I'm just saying that it was a long time watching all of them, that makes and it sense. doesn't stick completely. Okay. Name the title of episode. 15. All right. We don't have to. I'll, I'll make it easy. I'll make it easier for you. Name the guests on episode 15. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Uh, I believe you that you listen to all of them. It's a lot of information. Uh, so Tim is a little bit uh, upset with uh, Avril Lavigne with for. Yeah, he's mad. He wants song, to write a popular which, song, and he didn't get to. He, 
He wishes he could. He also, and he, he also ends up calling because Avril Lavigne uh, a bunch of names like later in that same line. Well, that we let's cut out of. Good. Well, let's get there. Yeah, this is just like guy who hates women shit. But yeah. Yeah, this is like a uh, guy on Reddit who yeah. hates Justin Bieber in his spare time energy to me. Uh, and it, it was Taylor Vincent, That's by the way. Jamie funny. is right. Congrats, Jamie. Uh, give us another right, one, so, um, I, I will say, so, are they all are are they all as mean-spirited? Yeah, no, I hate some, how mean-spirited that was. That was possibly his most mean-spirited one. But, there, I mean, there are a few that can be pretty mean as well. Um, do you want to listen to another parody? Because I'm kind of running low on parody, good parody songs that he let's wrote. Get to the, most let's of them get to the good, good. originals. All well, right, let's um, do, actually, wait, wait, wait. Let's do his most, his, what, which, what, the one that you think is his laziest parody. Laziest? I want a, Ooh, uh, yeah, I want a bad yes. one. Let's okay, end it with the worst. Uh, here's one, a parody of More Than a Feelin'. It's called Banana Peelin'. Shut the fuck up. Sorry. Let's hear it. <laughs> Is it? Just listen. Uh, all right. I will say that I uh, do hate the original version of this song. Uh, wondering where. Oh, forgot. This thing. You hate the original version of this song? I feel like maybe I've just heard oh, it on okay. the radio, like, like, just like the yeah. classic rock radio. Too many times, yeah. you know. This one and like Chicago's Saturday in the Park, I just can't abide anymore, you know. Another take, please. See, this is what I was worried about is that he wouldn't be able because this is such a song that relies on its vocalist. And this, come on, dude, turn this off. This sucks. I can't, I cannot abide him trying to sing notes. Oh my god. Oh he my sucks, god, he fucking so sucks bad. at it. Oh my god, it's, oh my god, it's so bad. Oh, wow. Wow, just a little bit, yeah. a little bit, a little bit more, a little bit more. <laughs> Holy shit, it's so like, bad. Holy crap, it's so bad. Man, you think? Weird Al would have, like, hit the notes and sounded silly. Like, it, he couldn't do... Man, that sucks. Okay, well, you know you know what we still have to his look original forward to? Work. Uh, his originals. Yeah. Alright, so here are some... The, the good ones that I'd say are the ones that are the, the more... The Sunday school songs, basically. Yeah. Here, one is called... It's it's a basically a song about the the miracle of fish and bread, you know, Jesus fed sure. the masses with a finger and he he used tuna fish sandwich to kind of translate that to kids. Okay. So like, you know, basically Oh. It was wait, it was it wait, it was harder to explain when it was too f- just the the building blocks mm-hmm. of Yeah, cuz kids don't really pay attention to the ingredients in a sandwich. That's true. Is it that they they tend to know. look if you kill a kid like 
this is. I've been I, I've been noticing ingredients yeah. my whole life. There my, are some my man. people who pay attention to that, but some children kind of think about different sandwiches separately from each other. You know, that makes sense. Not just like the ingredients themselves, but people like the the way they eat it, the way they have the way it tastes. Kind of yeah. I don't know. It's been a while since I was a child. All right. Well. Well, I'll get a I'll get a kid on we'll get a kid on the show and we'll ask them how they sort of like mentally uh, mm-hmm. conceive of sandwiches or uh, whatever. Um, so the song what's is the name called of the song? Tuna Fish Sandwich. Oh, won't it be okay? And okay. You know, the song itself is got it really isn't any more the audibly creative than. Sure. Songs, but it's marketed towards children. Right. So. This yeah. is Jason Mraz to me. Wow, this is. Okay. Yeah, it's a good choice of sandwich. I gotta say, there was a job that I had where I literally ate a Subway footlong tuna fish sub, and then would go to work and take a nap for two hours because nobody checked on me. I forgot you telling me about this. You would get double meat on this sandwich. Is that right? (laughs) I I would get two times the meat. So in a way, I sort of understand what he's getting at here. I will say, this is his first original. It's it's groovier than the parodies. It's like it's better than the one yeah, before, right. you know. It's and I, I give it uh, points just because it's marketed for kids. So he obviously didn't have to put as much thought into it, but you can tell that he did put more thought to it than anything else he wrote. Yeah, yeah. You know what? Yeah, I, I really need to adjust my criteria here. This is for children who uh, love tuna fish sandwiches. I mean, I if you wanted to get a kid, kid to eat. A tuna fish sandwich. Convince them that Jesus likes tuna fish. Hmm. Yeah. Hmm. I don't I think know. That works. I mean, maybe. I'll try this. The, this kid we talked to we'll on the podcast. See. I'll see if that'll work on 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 that kid. Well, yeah. We're gonna really uh, hold your feet to the fire on this uh, episode when we find a kid to yep. talk to on the show. Well, at least make sure it's a Christian kid. Because to... I mean, secular kids can be pretty harsh. <laughs> That's true. That's very true. Well, you know, I I don't know any kids, so I I can't be choosy, Vince. I I just can't. Uh, 
but we are going to bring all of your all of your sort of little mm-hmm. lies to light, and you'll have to answer for them. So, uh, give us another all song right. in the uh, meantime. This one I could say is within the ballpark of Sunday School because it doesn't have as many lyrics. It's more of just like a children's dance song. Like if you're going to have a dance party in your Sunday School, this would be the song that you would choose. Yeah. It's called Tootsie uh, Roll. It- now, parties are are not dance parties aren't allowed in certain church doctrine. Only contests. Yeah. Oh, is for, sure. for yes, a, this dance could be a dance contest song. Uh, okay, sweet. Tootsie uh, roll. Or what is it called again? Please, tootsie roll. As in, let me see. I don't think there's any discussion it... of looking upon the tootsie roll in this song. Okay, that's uh, that's good. Except for that. Okay, that's. Could be. That's silly. It's not the one you lick. So this is fine. Like, getting like a bunch of four or five year olds pumped. This is the song I choose. Yeah. This seems like a sort yeah, of song. Yeah, this is you definitely a little kid dance too. That album art is Let's pretty bonkers. I'm gonna blow that up. Can you post it in podcast TXT? Oh wait, no, I can see it. Oh, I sure am. Okay. I sure am going to. I'm good. On, I'm on Google Images. Okay, this is good stuff. This is good stuff. Uh huh. Yeah, yeah. This is silly. It, it's listener. It's the album is. Imagine that one Gorillaz album, except it's all him, and uh, it's his face is kind of all messed yep. up, like in Mario sixty four. Fun trivia: one of those is his Very real face, silly. and you have to guess which. <laughs> Are you ready? Oh, yeah. One tells yeah. the truth, and the other three always lie. I think this is a. This is a great, this is a great kid song, personally, for me. I think that this is fine. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's kind of, my theory is that, like, surf music and kids' music are yeah, cl- real I mean, close to each other. Yeah, it's or at least it's very easy to do, yeah, like, yeah, rudimentary yeah. surf for kids. Yeah, That's all I have on it so far. Right. But- Oh, that's true. Because, like, the lyrics are easy. It's uh, yeah. yeah. I'll have to think more about this, but I agree. And you know what? Everybody understands from a yeah. very early age how cool surfing is because it's one of the coolest. It's so fucking cool. It's one cool. of the coolest fucking things. It's, it's wild. It, it, it's so it's, exciting. Yep. It's it's exciting. Uh, you know, it's it's one. Hey, no. Name a cooler thing. You can't. Definitely not can't. motorcycles. That's weird. No. Well, no. <laughs> oh, no. Uh, depends on how many wheels it's got, Vince. Because if it's got more than two, yep. Now we're ta- now we're going to Cool Town. What about seven? <sighs> Can they do that? I don't see why not. I also don't. Um, but I'll have to think about it yep. some more, honestly, before I uh, sign on to anything. Uh, Vince, uh, do you have perhaps one more that you were hoping to show us? I'm thinking about. Uh, oh right. yeah, um, letting us out. I. We could do a fun one here. It's uh, called Parents Are People. Perfect. I'm going to pee real quick, actually, before we do that. Give me three minutes. Let, let, okay. yeah, let Alex have a minute. 
Vince, Vince, do you want to do an ad break oh, here? Or anything? Yeah, uh, something that we had talked about in the last attempt to film this episode was uh, the fact that one of the reasons that this podcast drew me in was that you both discussed Carmen a lot in it, and I oh yes, I don't know that you've yes, actually had a guest that's been personally affected by Carmen in their life, but well, we did we did have. Nate, who went, went to, to a, a Carmen, Carmen show. show, at least. Okay, well, I haven't one. been to any Carmen show. In fact, I, it wasn't until recently, like through this podcast, that I found out about his music. But as a child, my mother purchased two children's books at a garage sale for me, and these these two books oh, were, were uh, literaturizations of Carmen's of two of Carmen's music videos. One being Satan bite the. D- Huh? The champion. I'm sorry. One being the uh, uh, Satan bite the dust, and the other being for no monsters. Yep. No more monsters in my house tonight is what the song is called, I believe. No more monsters in my house tonight. Everybody have a monster free time. <laughs> He's trying to. <laughs> uh, Alex missed that, and he deserves to. Yeah, he um, should have gone to the bathroom before getting on hmm, this. Podcast. What else can we do here, Vince? Yeah, Alex. Alex. Uh... Uh, but anyway, uh, Carm, uh, these, um, well, let's play, tell me about, tell so me more these about these Carmen. books were very, sort of pretty much just followed the plot of the music videos, but the illustrations in these books were far more terrifying than anything the music videos had. These books gave me nightmares that they, uh, illustrators did not intend for me to have, or maybe they did. I don't know. But my mom certainly did not intend these books to give me nightmares because she thought maybe these would help me. Well, if if they were Christian propaganda, yeah. they were Look, definitely the, supposed the, to be the, the, If you haven't seen the music video for uh, No More Monsters, he, he talks about all of the movie monsters that scared him as a kid. And then he would talk about being a kid later that night and the, <laughs> a demon would show up into his bedroom and he would recite the chorus of the song that he was currently singing ain't no monsters in this house tonight and that would drive the demon away and the lesson that the books were supposedly oh like a right mm-hmm. like a magic the lesson was supposed to be that these that monsters can't hurt you because you've got jesus but what i picked up from it was that actual demons were going to come into my room and i would have to recite that song in order to drive them away and me being four years old there was no way i was going to remember that you know yep Oh, it just no was way. not that catchy of a song. It was no way. You have to memorize. I didn't even know that it was a lyrics. song, so my mom would just yeah, recite uh, it like a like a chant. What? When she re- like she was just ain't no monsters in my house Whoa. tonight. Ain't no monsters in cool. my house tonight. Like she wouldn't even sing it or anything because she didn't know it was a song either. Oh my God. She could just kind of discern the I, meter yeah, a little bit. I don't know what she was thinking. These books were very scary. And uh, Satan Bite the Dust mm-hmm. features him uh, dealing with several demons, one being alcoholism mm-hmm. and one being of false religion. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't really show it that much in the uh, in the, uh, the music video, issues. but the demon of false religion in the book, very yellow-faced, very racist. Mm. Uh-oh. No, that's Carmen's not above this t- this type of thing. So, uh, in fact, he's so. very below this type of thing. Carmen, I hope we never meet because if we do, I will make the very scariest face you have ever seen in your life, and I will do it directly at you. Mm-hmm. And Vince, I've seen Vince do this face, and am lucky that I didn't I look directly out. at it because I would have, uh, I would have gotten real scared. Mm-hmm. 
I have if he a was normal straight at me. Uh, resting yep, nice he, guy face that hides it. Yeah, you uh, you have a scary face that you sort of uh, unsheath like your mm. uh, like a like a dagger, uh, and only your uh, victims truly understand the, the true fear of getting the face of. I, I don't whip like it that. out for nothing, you know. For nothing, sure. I that's mm-hmm. and that's uh, thank goodness you don't, right, man. So, uh, thank goodness you don't. Yeah. You guys want to Tim hear Tim one more Tim Hawkins? People. Here we go. Here we, here we. And it's a slow burner song, so you might go. have to listen to a lot of it, but it's not very long. Okay. And they can be doctors and skyscraper sellers and bicycle makers and funny joke tellers. This yeah, so far, yeah, yeah. No, it just so is. far, sorry, Alex. There's a lot of things a lot of parents can do. Daddies are people. People with children. Okay. And they go to work almost every day. Okay. Up spending their savings away. Now they're deep in debt. Yeah, there we go. They don't use. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Ah, no! <laughs> Some classic 90s uh, hate wife comedy. Yeah, just, you know, you know what they say, uh, boomers hate yep. their wife, millennials hate their life. Yeah, big, yeah, this is getting the yikes from the chat. Big yikes all around. I'm yeah, yiking. I'll, uh, I'll, I'll offer up a yike, sure. So I love that this is like... This is a father's rights song. Yeah, this is an MRA anthem. Like I'm just, just going to go ahead and Google lyrics. Tim Hawkins' divorce. see uh-huh yeah let see. me know what you find no it says he married his best friend heather in 1993 and they have four children that's all well i hope they talked about that one Whew. honestly i feel like she puts uh, up with a lot yeesh oh yeah give that woman the nobel prize um but yeah it really just God, devolves from there <laughs> yeah Whew. yeah so kind of a it his I'm, wife, I guess, I'll just rate uh, his wife guy, writes for you know, a website sure. called Mom Life Today. So that's sort of what they're up to. I don't think, that, yeah, they don't really have a word salad. To think about, I think they're sort of busy with their their respective shit. Sure. Uh, yeah, he's out. He's out pandering to uh, Trump voters and yeah, whatnot. And she's doing all the the uh, part where you get to have a family. Mm-hmm. I'm going to. I'm going to go ahead and give. He do, he's he doesn't. Play he sings bad. bad. He doesn't. He sings bad. Uh, his parodies are, uh, yeah. you know, not always bad, um, yeah. but he sure is a mean spirited guy mm-hmm. who hates, who hates women. I'm pretty sure. And you know, gotta, mm-hmm. gotta oh, award yeah, a I guy think... a Judas for that at least. So I'm, so I'm going to go with one disciple yeah, man. or two disciples and that, one of them. I think that Tim Hawkins is, is probably bad. Um, but that one song about, uh, about doing the Tootsie Roll house. Tootsie Roll was funny. Uh, all the stuff where he's not like going for like yeah, a, pretty much anything. <laughs> yeah, so that's the problem is that his comedy sucks, but he's good at writing songs for kids because he's not right. that good at music. I 
personally would give him at least six with a Judas, just for the fact that whatever children's songs he writes is good, but when he tries to branch out of it, which he does constantly, and it's pretty <laughs> become his brand at this point, it, yeah, that it's is always bad. It's really funny. Mm-hmm. Well, there we go. Well, let's uh, let's do the mm-hmm. honest work of getting out of here, Vince. Uh, where can you be found online? Where can your where can people follow your my Twitter your and my life? Instagram is uh, Vinny Spens V I N N I E S P E N Z. You can see my tweets and some of my drawings on my Instagram. I like to yeah I have a, I have some drawings and I'm hopefully going to start giving out more drawings hard in the sense of you know starting something and actually enjoying it mm-hmm. all the way to the end. That rocks. That really rocks. Yeah, nice. you'd... good for you, man. You deserve that. You just des- you yeah. deserve to see your creative process. I, I, I enjoy being on this show. I really appreciate you guys having me a second time to fix the mess we started the first. Oh, that's okay. Yeah, we uh, we have fully Definitely. improved on the on the model. I believe more things worked. You know, you can just critique mm. this uh, right here if you want. I'm just kidding. Uh, I. Plug the Discord. You can find the Praise Down mm-hmm. on Twitter at twitter.com slash the Praise Down, which you may have also already heard so far. Yep. On Instagram at the Praise Down. Uh, you just search the Praise Down on Facebook if you mm-hmm. feel like going there, but I'm not going to make you. But if you're but if you're there, you might as well like the page. Uh, and you can find me find us on SoundCloud. It's yep. uh, just search the Praise Down, and we are on there. I still haven't learned that uh, sort of URL. But it's probably soundcloud.com slash something something slash the praise down, but I'm, I'm still memorizing it. Uh, the podcast itself is available on Spotify, SoundCloud, Stitcher, and iTunes, and perhaps other ones that I don't mm. realize we're on. Who's to even say? Not me, that's right. for sure. And I can, I can personally be found on Twitter at WiseHimbo. Alex? I can be found on Twitter at SiriusSanchez. Mm-hmm. let's give let's give some thanks alex i would just like to give thanks to you for being uh god's perfect co-host thank you so much i would like to extend the same thanks to you as well as for editing the show a separate thanks for Vince, i want to give give thanks to you again for joining us uh thanks to jarvix for our theme song thank you to molly divine for our talking the walk stinger thank you to wampus reynolds for our tune talk stinger and thank you to Cameron Brewer for our outro song, Holy Ghost Writing the Weep. Mm-hmm. And now it's time to get out the same way we always do with our catchphrase. Mm-hmm. And Vince, join uh, in if you know it. It's, uh, uh r- r- roll up a tootsie and smoke it. Smoke it! Bye.